Warfare Prayer by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor Jesus accomplished all victory at the cross. The enemy was totally defeated positionally, but it is up to us, both as individuals and as the body of Christ, to manifest this victory in our lives. To begin with, we must know who and what our enemy is. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. These are spirit beings that do not sleep, so our warfare can be almost continuous. As we understand more and more the revelation concerning the age to come, or the immortal church triumphant, it becomes the priority of the enemy to defeat us. So what do we do? What is our part? 1 Thessalonians 5th chapter verse 17 gives a short but precise answer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 Pray without ceasing. As in any time of prayer, we must open in praise. 1. We need His presence, and the Word says He is enthroned in the praises of Israel. And 2. Praise releases the spirit of prophetic revelation, showing us who the enemy of the moment is and how God wants us to move in prayer to defeat it. The prophetic gifting of the Holy Spirit is absolutely necessary for us to do victorious warfare. Word of knowledge tells us what the problem is, word of wisdom tells us how to pray to solve it, and discernment of spirits discloses what evil force is behind it, all so we can loose its assignments from us. Miracles For truly good prayer, there must be miracles. Satan has had much time and the leeway to ruin most areas of our life, holding us in bondage to sickness, poverty, bad relationships, etc. But with God all things are possible, and it is His desire that His children succeed, so our prayer can overcome these things. Miracles are for today. There are a few conditions, however. Mark chapter 11 verses 22 through 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed, and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. James chapter 1 verses 6 through 8 But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Mark chapter 11 verse 25 And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. We must not doubt, be double-minded, or hold anything against anyone. For the miraculous to work, 
the flow of power from God's realm must not be broken by human weaknesses, such as resentment, bitterness, lack of forgiveness, jealousy, envy, or whatever. Miracles flow from God to this physical earth through love. Unity in Prayer Proverbs chapter 16 verses 28 says, A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. We must be focused to do good warfare. Satan's forces will do all in their power to divide God's people. For instance, as life goes on, people are chastened, shaped, and molded. Yet there should be no division in this. Leadership is instructed by God to love enough to correct, and so those being corrected must receive the correction in the spirit it was meant. There should be no division as these situations happen, and there won't be if we're all focused on the kingdom. Leaders want to raise up vessels to be the very best for God, and His people should want to be the best they can be for the Lord. There is unity in that thinking. The greatest of prayers are destroyed by division. In fact, nothing works. No strategy can succeed where there is disharmony. Satan understands this much better than we do. This is why he causes us to see each other's weaknesses and faults. Satan knows it breaks the power that flows through love and that we will lose. In John chapter 17 verses 20 through 23, Jesus said, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them as you have loved me. In Luke chapter 11, verse 17, again Jesus said, But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. Even the evil will succeed if united, as unity is a spiritual law to success. Look at how the evil ones built the Tower of Babel and a city God did not approve of. Number one, how did God stop it? He confused their language. They could not understand one another, and division came about. Had God not done this, let us look at what could have been in Genesis chapter 11, verse 6. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. This law of unity is true for the righteous as well as they do warfare. Think of the success in prayer if God's people were united under His blessing and governed by the same kingdom spiritual law. Nothing would be withheld. The prideful are not good in prayer. Good and productive warfare prayer is executed through your whole being. All is involved. Your attitude, emotions, and actions should be geared towards winning. We must forget how we look, how we sound to battle successfully. 
When we're at war in the natural realm, do we care what others think of our actions, or how we are dressed, or what our hair looks like? No, we roll up our sleeves and go at it. It should be the same in our supernatural battles in prayer. Jesus chastened the religious leaders of his day for pride and long, stuffy, ineffective prayers. He said they actually shut the kingdom up for men rather than opening it and its blessings to them. Matthew chapter 23 verses 13 through 14. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. Shouting at the enemy and crying out to God as in real warfare prayer embarrasses the prideful. They do not want to look silly, even for God. You can't be in neutral and win battles for the kingdom, however. So we must forget what we look or sound like and humbly do what the Spirit tells us to do. The spiritual law in James chapter 4 verse 6 automatically defeats the prayer of those that operate in pride. James chapter 4 verse 6 But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So clap, shout, cry aloud, weep, get mad, forget your pride, and get the victory. The humble possess the land.